0: Hello my friends. Happy Monday. Happy new week. Happy right now. We have already talked on this podcast about the internal dialogue that we can have with our own brain. We all have it. We like to think of it, I like to think of it as the shoulds. When we have those little fights with ourselves over what we want, what we desire, and what we think we should do or do more of or not do Or what we should or shouldn't feel. It's really a busy place in there in our brain. And we can sometimes even mentally exhaust ourselves with some of those battles that go on in there with ourselves. And then bring in circumstances that happen and things that happen with other people that we go over again and relive in our minds with different things we could have done or said and forget it. We can drive ourselves crazy with all of that thinking. But there are a lot of different podcast topics in there with what I've just said for another time. What I want to talk about today is the idea of giving and what giving to others gives to our brain. All of the good things that giving to others does, that hit of dopamine that we get when we do something for someone else, the areas of the brain that are associated with pleasure and reward are activated when we give. And then there is the as- aspect of social connection. If our giving has us come face-to-face with others, then that connection with other humans also feels good. Giving can also give us the opportunity to see the world from another's perspective outside of our own. It helps us to put ourselves in someone else's shoes and imagine what that receiving might feel like. I also want to talk to you about the other side of giving. I'm sure that all of us might know someone in our life who is a giver, and I'm not talking about just someone who is a well-balanced person and has it all together and gives to others, but also takes good care of themselves and takes time for their own mental health. I'm talking about the person that you know who is an extreme giver, the one who would literally give the actual shirt off their own back and then leave themselves without a shirt to get a sunburn and to walk through the forest and get blisters and bug bites and all the things (laughs) because they are a giver to everyone else but not to themselves. This may be also the person who will give in in a conversation, an argument, when it comes to dividing up their time, possessions, opinions, food, whatever it is. They're the person that will always back off and give in. Now, when I was a teacher in a three-year-old classroom, there's one particular child that sticks out in my mind, and we'll call her Mary. Mary. And I will always remember her because she was just the epitome of a good girl. She was sweet. She was kind. What everyone thought of as a good friend. But one thing that she always did was give up her toy that she was playing with if someone else wanted it. Now, it's common for children to learn cooperation, taking turns, negotiating turns. It's something that we want children to learn. But hers was more extreme. She would give up whatever she had 100% of the time without question, even if it was something that she really wanted to play with, even if she had just gotten her turn and she had been patiently waiting for her turn for a long time. If anyone else even hinted that they wanted it, she would never even hesitate and consider it. She would give it up. And I remember this because it was such an interesting conversation at parent-teacher conference time. The idea that this was something that Mary was working on just seemed so strange to her mom. She liked that she was giving, and she was proud that she raised a child who was so kind and considered others. But we talked about what this might look like down the road. As she got older, If she didn't hold that skill to ever consider herself, it looked a bit scarier. And as she considered that her daughter did not yet have that skill to hold any kind of boundary with what was important for her to have, it became clearer that it would benefit Mary to not always give in to what other people wanted from her ultimately, mom wanted Mary to be a kind and a considerate adult. But she certainly did not picture Mary to be a happy adult, if other people made all of her decisions for her. And she didn't grant herself any of her own wishes or desires that she might hold for herself, or to be an adult that lived her life in a reactionary way to others without having any personal boundaries. So This conversation went on to discuss what it was that we were doing in the classroom to help her build that skill of asking another child to wait for a toy that Mary just got and to allow herself to have a turn first and then to be able to turn around and share that toy when she was done. So we don't want to totally squelch all giving and kindness and consideration of others But why is it that we sometimes feel like giving truly means to give to everyone else and not to ourselves? I recently had a conversation with my business coach about my work towards a goal that I had and and building a new habit that I was working on to get some work done every day towards this goal. And of course, I was not giving myself a lot of grace about where I was lacking in my new habit, about the days that I did not follow the new routine or the day that I skipped but made up for the work the next day. I was being just my typical hard of myself about it. And what she said to me was exactly what I would have said to any of my clients. It was kind. It was non-judgmental. It was simple and clear. And it was a message about it being hard to establish a new habit and to just be easy on myself and to look at all the places that I was following the new routine. But it really made me think, why can't we give grace? Why can we give grace to others so easily. And we really can be blind to the fact that we should give grace to ourselves as well. It wasn't until someone else gave me grace in that way, that I said, Oh, yeah, I could have totally said that to myself. I really wouldn't need to hear it from someone else. If I could remember to be kinder to myself. So today, I became a runner again. I went running with my dog, Charlie, for the first time in a really, really long time. It wasn't super far. I didn't drive anywhere to go run. I just simply put on my running gear and went running before work. I went right out the door and right around the neighborhood. It was way simpler than the idea of becoming a runner again sounds. And just like that, I can take on a new identity as a runner, as someone who runs. Am I going to keep it up? Well, we'll see. (laughs) But I only have to do that one little baby step at a time. I have my running clothes all ready for the next time. And when I decide to go, I will actually lay them out in a place where it's going to be more of a pain in the neck to have to put them away again than it will be to just put them on and go. So baby steps. And But if I don't do the next time, if I don't do it the next time that I want to run, I can also be kind to myself. I can figure out what is my next best step but also assume that I want the best for myself. Assume good intentions always, no matter what. So when we think about a giving person, what does best practice look like? What does what we want for ourselves look like? Picture yourself giving to others in the way that makes you feel good and in a way that actually gives others what it is they really want or what is helpful to them. I want you to close your eyes for a minute when you can and really visualize that way that you can best give to others. Based on your own particular skills or talents, what are the things that you are good at or that you enjoy doing? And how can you make those skills or hobbies be something that you can give to others? But then I also want you to think about what is it that you would want for yourself. Now, if you can't think of anything at all, when you think about what to give yourself, then I want you to try this. Imagine the genie scenario, you know, the one with the genie and the magic lamp, and they're here to grant you three wishes. What are the things that you would most want in your life? What are the things that you feel would make you happier today you can also try this imagine that if this was your last week here on earth what would you want to be doing if these were your very last days right now this week if they were so precious that you wanted to make them full of the things that you enjoy and bring you happiness what is it that you would be doing And that might give you a clue to what you need more of in your life right now. If you picture being on vacation or by the ocean, spending time in nature, then how can you start giving yourself that right now every day? If you picture spending more time with family or with friends or just alone, then you know where to start. How can you put more small doses of that into your daily life. I want you to start right now today. And the last thing that I want to say quickly, and I will probably talk about this more in another podcast episode is the idea that what you want from someone else, try working on giving that same thing to someone else. And not just giving once in a while, but really hone in on perfecting that skill and get really good at giving what it is you want. I will tell you why. It's easy to fall into the trap of thinking about what you want from someone else and just focusing on that and the fact that you want that. So if I'll give you an example, if I want in conversation with my wife, For her to be really interested in what I'm saying and to listen and to understand what my point is, to ask questions maybe and dive deeper into what it is I'm saying or what I mean or what I'm thinking and to turn the tables around and see if I am even coming close to giving that to her because there is a good chance that if I am so focused on the fact that I am not getting that. I'm not even noticing the fact that I'm also not giving that to her. I just want her to listen, right, and understand me. So when we get reactive like that, or get annoyed, we tend to dish out whatever it is we feel like we are getting from the other person. So I may be dishing out a dose of not listening to her, or not understanding. I miss the opportunity to role model really what it is that I want and to feel what it's like to be on that giving side of giving those things. And it's such a good basis to start that conversation with her if I know that I am giving it fully and I also want to receive it. It's a better place to be rather than to be in the place where no one's listening to anyone, no one's understanding each other. Give someone else that dopamine hit From really seeing them, understanding them, diving in deeper to what she's thinking. And then I can be more confident in asking for the same. And my wife might be able to give that to me or she might not. It will be up to me then to get that for myself. But I am making it much more likely if I can help her to feel listened to and understood by me. And if not, then I can listen to me and I can understand me and I can dive in deeper to my own thinking for me. So I want you to take a little inventory today. What are all of the ways that you give to others in your life? And I want you to look at what it is that you give to yourself too. Where can you give yourself credit for all of the things that you are already doing right now? And where are there some opportunities to do more? Is there balance between giving to others and giving to yourself? Let's get balanced together and just be aware of all of it. So happy giving and let me know some areas in which you are really making progress here. I would love to hear all about it. See you for now. Have a great week.